Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. It's going to be a busy fucking day today because we're going to have three episodes. Uh, so the first episode, as you can read in the title right now, is going to be Kenobi. The uh, the third episode came out yesterday. Um, kind of a surprise, um, if I'm being honest, because I, I don't think I was the only one who was caught off guard by this. Um, I think a lot of people thought that... Um, they were going to have Friday as a standard release date. I think that was the general consensus among people. I don't know if... Maybe it's just me. But, oh well. Um, then comes uh, the second episode. is going to be... Um, I think it's called The Janes. Because there were two documentaries... There's a documentary and a narrative feature about this. At, um, at Sundance this year about the Jane Collective. Um, and I... People at HBO bought the documentary, um, and uh, they sent me a screener. So I'll be watching that while I'm at work today um, about the Jane Collective documentary. Um, and it's going to be premiering on HBO Max on the sixth, which will be Sunday, I think. Sunday? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, which is good because Sunday night I'm stuck watching. What's it called? Um, that other bullshit show. Um, the Time Traveler's Wife. And this evening, late in the evening, I mean, they're both going to be in the evening because technically it'll be around 6 o'clock when I record the episode about um, the other one. Um, in the late evening, we're going to have a lengthy episode, or not, maybe not lengthy, I don't know yet, about Crimes of the Future, the latest David Cronenberg movie that had people um, walk out, and we'll be debuting our new theme music that we have for horror movies. Um, so all cool things happening today. Um, but first, we're going to talk about Kenobi, and if you enjoy what we're doing here, please subscribe. Um, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasting you listen to, uh, press the subscribe button. If you're on Apple Podcasts or on Audible or Amazon Music, you can give us five stars. That'd be very helpful. Um, so, Kenobi Episode 3. Um, there's kind of a turning point, like, halfway through the episode, where the episode goes from okay to good. Uh, I think that the problem was, like, for the first half of the episode, I'm like, this is moving very slowly, can we pick this up? I do not, like, it, it's, it's all about, you know, Vader is now awake, and Vader is now aware that Obi-Wan is alive and, and doing shit, so he needs to, um, and, and, you know, based on the first two episodes, I was like, 
Ah, uh, fuck me. We're gonna have to sit here and be like, oh, so, you know, we gotta sit here and it's gonna be all about Vader trying to get Obi-Wan, uh, get, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Obi-Wan trying to get, um, Leia back to Alderaan and then, you know, Vader inevitably finding them and, and trying to intercede and then Obi-Wan's gonna stop. Um, fortunately, um, Vader kind of... Fortunately, Vader kind of, um, discovers where Obi-Wan is very quickly, and then comes to attempt to kill him, um, and I think that, I, I think the confrontation is handled pretty well, because I, I like that they're kind of going with this thing that Obi-Wan has been out of practice for 10 years, and hasn't been trying to use the Force, um, so, that's a cool kind of thing. I think there's an interesting kind of duality between, um, like, Obi-Wan in this and Rey in The Rise of Skywalker, um, which, again, it's not like they had this planned. It very much could just be that they're trying to, um, retrofit Rise of Skywalker to fit better in the, in, in the canon, um, I think that that's a lot of it, is that the Rise of Skywalker doesn't fit cleanly, and because it doesn't fit cleanly, they do have to take these extra steps to be like, oh, see, this is like in the Rise of Skywalker, when Rey's trying to communicate with Luke, or, and all of that, he's trying to communicate with his, and it's, you know, the, you know, him reaching out to try and do that, and it not working is, is an interesting kind of approach, um, I, I like the Anakin, um, what's it called, the, you know, the, the, the interaction between Obi-Wan and, um, and Vader, and it's not much of a fight, um, it's not much of a confrontation between the two, it's like, um, oh, that, that thing's broken, um, it, it's like, um, What's it called? It's like, uh... Um... I forgot what I was going to say. It, it, oh, it's a very brief interaction between the two. The two have one line of dialogue exchanged. Um, and, 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 and Vader does mention some good points. Uh, I, I will give him that. He does make some good points where he's like, you know, I'm only what you made me. And then he's like, you should have killed me. Uh, and it's like, because you won't have that chance again, and it's like, well, I mean, yeah, he should have killed him, I, I don't think the reason should have been that, you know, now we have this fight again, but yeah, he pro the humane thing would have been to not leave a man on fire with three limbs cut off next to a, what's it called, next to a, a lake of lava, and be like, he's probably dead, um, like, in reality, I think that it's, it's, you know, it's probably an, an accurate, um, assertion in, like, nine out of ten times you drop, like, you do this and, and the guy's gonna be, you know, dead, um, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, you got the, the one in the million shot where he's not dead because of that, um, and, and it's, you know, it's just... I'm witnessing something right now. That's why I seem distracted. I'm currently in the turning lane to get onto the highway. 
and uh, I'm the last one who is legally in the turning lane. There is someone in an Uber behind me and to the left who is trying to get into the the turning lane too because he's trying to merge in properly as he should. Uh, then someone comes up behind me and is trying to cut in to get into the turning lane and he pulls up a little bit so he's between me and her but in the other lane um, and, and she's giving him such a death glare like it's ridiculous um, so uh, so yeah so I, I feel like that's you know a good use of the explanation a good you know a good way to handle that kind of thing on the show. Um, I feel like there's definitely a, um, you know, what else was it that, that really should have been that's really worth addressing? Um, I, I feel like there's, like, this weird thing on the show where it's like, I, I don't care about really anything until it gets up to the fight between Obi-Wan and Vader. Um, there are a few heartfelt moments with him talking about Padme and how Padme got failed and, and all of that. And I feel like that feels more meta than anything else, where it's like, Padme is failed over the course of all the movies, not, like, just as a, you know, like, Padme is more fleshed out in all the ancillary materials, or auxiliary materials, than she ever is in any of the movies. Like, we don't get to know Padme as, you know, a leader, or Padme as anything, um, until the Clone Wars, and until... Um, what's it called? Until, uh, the other one, um, you know, the books they have now, Queen's, uh, Queen's Peril and Queen's Hope and all of that, um, by E.K. Johnston. We don't really get to know that Padme through the movies, and I feel like that's, you know, a disservice to the character, in a way. Um, and, and it's not, you know, it is... 100% the movie's fault, but it could have been handled better, and I think had it been handled better, it would have been easier, it would have, like, these moments would feel less apologetic toward the fans, um, let's see what else is there, uh, we get a nice little reference to Drayden Voss, that's pretty cool, um, it does feel weird when, you know, these concepts that made their debut in the animated stuff, comes out of the mouths of characters that we know. Like, I don't know why it feels so weird. Like, even, like, Luke talking about Grogu and it being Mark Hamill's voice talking about Grogu with Mark Hamill's face, it feels weird in the same way that Ewan McGregor talking about Drayden Moss seems weird. And I don't know why that is to me. I don't know what it is that causes that or what, like... Where it's like, it feels strange to me. Um, there's a High Republic reference in, in it too. I don't know if anyone out there is reading the High Republic comics or reading the High Republic books. But the High Republic emblem that they use for the unification of the Outer Rim does make an appearance. Which is interesting to me, if only because there's really no reason for it to be in that room besides to be an Easter egg for those who are watching. Like, And, and the thing is too, Reva lingers on it. Like, Reva lingers on the, um, on the thing, uh, on, on, on the little insignia, and it's, it's like, well, why is it that, you know, when people aren't, 
knowledge. Like, why are they doing that? What is the purpose of that in this, you know, in this show? If that's gonna be the, yeah, get right up my ass, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, you got a, you got a fucking Silverado. Like, I'm going 70 in the left lane. Oh, okay, he's a cowboy fan, that makes sense. Um, so, like, the idea of the higher public being, you know, referenced passively feels a little weird. Um, and I do... What happened... Here's my problem. There are... We're ten years out from Order 66. Um, they have yet to explain why the plan is 100% contingent on Luke and Leia when there are still other Jedi. When there are still, you know, if Drayden Voss is still out there somewhere, then why is the plan 100% contingent on these two kids and waiting 20 years and hoping nothing really catastrophic happens in that 20 years? Like, it... It feels very real world in that regard, where it's like, look, there is a solution to this problem. Like, we're just not going to, you know, do the solution that we can do right now. We're going to wait and do the other solution that may work. And it's like, look, maybe Obi-Wan sensed when he picked up Luke and Leia as, when they were babies. He's like, okay, these two are strong in the Force, so this is going to solve this problem. But, you know, I don't believe that if you had, like... If, if there's no reason why they couldn't go out and, and assemble what was left of the Jedi and go and do it that way, besides the fact that the original trilogy says this is where the story has to be. In fact, I think, you know, they could do a Last Stand story. I would watch, like, if season if they decide to do a season two of Kenobi, and season two of Kenobi is he takes a last stand with what's left of the Jedi Order, and they go and they try to take down Vader and the Emperor, and fail, I would buy that. That I, that I, that would make a lot of sense to me because it, really, there's no reason why that that happened. And and I, I think that it's weird to me that you know, like it, it's ten years later and and they use Drayden Voss the guy. It's like there is someone else who died, quote-unquote, in a very similar way to a, well, not quite as catastrophic way, but a, a very similar way to another character who was dead for a while and then came back because of reasons. But, like, there is absolutely no reason why Mace Windu is dead. Like, you can give him a real heroic death, like, saving the life of Obi-Wan Kenobi, because he knows that he needs to, you know, get back. It's like, like, what needs to happen is Luke and Leia need to be the real last chance. Like, the real last chance of, okay, here are two kids that we know are Force-sensitive and we know they're strong in the Force, and these two are the real last chance we have to stop, you know, all of this from happening. Um, and I think that that's really the, you know... The, the problem that arises with this, you know, with this show, um, where it's like, you know, there is no explanation given, there is no, and, and that would be a good way to also clear out the Inquisitors, because the Inquisitors are all fallen Jedi, like, 
they were Jedi under the what's it called under under the the old Jedi order, and they you know they have since you know they're, they're now no longer Jedi, um, and they've turned against the order and they're working for the Sith to try and, and round up the rest of the Jedi. Um, that tracks, and I totally understand that, and I think that the solution would be to do what's it called to do. Um, that they're out there, and and you know the the, the last remnants of the Jedi are going to do one last stand against you know Vader and the Empire, and and you can't well based on where the show starts, you can't do it now. You can't do it before because Vader hasn't confronted Obi Wan until this point. Um, so they can't have that fight before that. Because Obi-Wan doesn't know Vader's still alive. He thought he left him for dead on Mustafar. I mean, he actually died on Mustafar. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know... I, I feel like it's... There is a solution, like, to this problem. But I feel like that, that is something that needs to be addressed. And, and you can do this thing where it's like, okay, so here's Mace Windu. Mace Windu is still alive. He's out there and he he's fucked up. He lost a hand and he's fucked up, but he is alive. Um, and I would I would do that. That's what I would do. I would be like, look, you know, we're going to, you know, tell the story of the one last stand, the one last stand of the Jedi against the Empire, and then when that fails, because it is doomed to fail, but when that fails, the only survivor is going to be Obi Wan. Um, and when Obi-Wan, you know, and, and then he goes back to the desert, back to oversee and take care of Luke, and then it's just, this is what we're going to do. Um, like you bring in Yoda, you bring in, um, what's it called, you bring in, uh, Obi-Wan, Mace Windu, I, I would say Mace Windu's probably still alive for the sake of this, and then, like, just go out and be like, hey, are there any more Jedi out there? Like, fucking make people up. Like, I don't give a shit. Like... You know, just it, it's probably the best way to finish off that story, because um, then it would tie everything off in a neat bow. So that way, by the time we get to, um, that, and then you can do something where it's like, why are the Inquisitors no longer a thing? By the time we get to the, you know, by the time we get to the Empire, they turned. The Inquisitors turned. The Inquisitors were Jedi. They turned on the Empire. You know, because they saw this is the Jedi Order. The Jedi Order is back, and they turn their allegiance, and then Vader just massacres them all. Um, and I feel like that would be the best way to wrap up this story. Um, but speaking of wrap up, we'll wrap things up there for today. Um, it could be cool. I think it could be really interesting uh, to see how this plays out. Um, uh, I'm 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 cautiously optimistic going into the last three episodes that something will something cool will happen. I can't guarantee it. I don't think it's you know for certain. I think there's still one more fight between Obi Wan and Vader, and I think that fight kind of has to be on Mustafar. I think we need to have uh, another fight on Mustafar at Vader's castle um, to be like you know I'm taking the battle to him. You know, I can't let him do it. I need to finish off what I started. 
and then, you know, and then if Obi-Wan fails again and goes back to Tatooine, that's understandable. Um, but I still feel like they need to do one more last stand story. Um, and 100%. You mean to tell me you couldn't get back, um, what's his name? You mean to tell me you couldn't get back, um, uh, fuck, um, Sam Jackson for one more? Come on. Um, one more true death of Mace Windu doing something noble to save the galaxy. And not just dying like a bitch. Um, so we'll wrap up there for today. Um, we'll be back with uh, the Janes tonight at around 6 o'clock. And we'll be back with Crimes of the Future and the new horror movie theme song at around probably 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, something in that range. Uh, so until then, have a great rest of your week. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com Internet for details.